0: Welcome to day 332, Shaped by the Word. We are in season three, kind of coming to the end of season three, Story of the Prophets, and I'm Katie here with Matt and David. And um, we have been reading about, uh, at the end of Ezekiel, um, reading about the restoration of worship, the restoration of the temple, um, the the restoration of the priests. And um, so we're, we're reading all of these... Um, reading about these visions that God is instructions that God is giving Ezekiel and um, it would provide hope um, to the the people who heard it for God to be um, restoring all things and it gives us hope today so we're going to continue reading um, about this restoration that God promised and um, before we do Matt would you mind praying for us
1: Yeah let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word, and we are grateful every time we come to it and hear, hear your voice to us, we're reminded that your word is living and active, that, Father, you accomplish everything you desire to accomplish through your word, and, and we ask um, that you would accomplish more, more and more in us, that, 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 Father, you would use your word um, to, to build us up in Christ Jesus, to, to convict us of sin, to comfort us. Uh, in your grace and we thank you uh, father that we get to commune with you through your word by your spirit so be with us now attend to us now uh, father fill us with with wisdom as we read It's in Christ's name we pray amen
0: amen and as we were praying it just it just hit me i think something important to say is just passages like this can be can be hard to understand at times and there can be details that we don't fully Understand, we were just talking about that um, before we started recording. And I think it's just, um, it's important to just maybe dig into the, some of those things and to look into them and ask questions. Um, that's a, that's a good thing for us to do. And uh, I'm encouraged to do that, um, with these chapters that we're reading this week. Um, but yeah, that's my encouragement to any of you who are listening and thinking, what in the world is this talking about? So, um, but all right, Ezekiel 46. This is what the Sovereign Lord says, The gate of the inner court facing east is to be shut on the six working days, but on the Sabbath day and on the day of the new moon it is to be opened. The prince is to enter from the outside through the portico of the gateway and stand by the gatepost. The priests are to sacrifice his burnt offering and his fellowship offerings. He is to bow down and worship at the threshold of the gateway and then go out, but the gate will not be shut until evening." On the Sabbaths and the new moons, the people of the land are to worship in the presence of the Lord at the entrance of that gateway. The burnt offering the the prince brings to the Lord on the Sabbath day is to be, sorry you guys, I lost my, my spot, to be six male lambs and a ram, all without defect. The grain offering given with the ram is to be an ephah, and the grain offering with the lambs is to be as much as he pleases along with a hen of olive oil for each ephah. On the day of the new moon, he is to offer a young bull, six lambs and a ram, all without defect. He is to provide as a grain offering one ephah with the bull, one ephah with the ram, and with the lambs as much as he wants to give, along with a hen of oil for each ephah. When the prince enters, he is to go in through the portico of the gateway, and he is to come out the same way. When the people of the land come before the Lord at the appointed festivals, whoever enters by the north gate to worship is to go out the south gate, and whoever enters by the south gate is to go out the north gate. No one is to return through the gate by which they entered, but each is to go out the opposite gate. The prince is to be among them, going in when they go in and going out when they go out. At the feasts and the appointed festivals, the grain offering is to be an ephah with a bull, an ephah with a ram, and with the lambs as much as he pleases, along with a hen of oil for each ephah. When the prince provides a freewill offering to the Lord, whether a burnt offering or fellowship offerings, the gate facing east is to be opened for him. He shall offer his burnt offering or his fellowship offerings as he does on the Sabbath day. Then he shall go out, and after he's gone out, the gate will be shut. Every day you are to provide a year-old lamb without defect for a burnt offering to the Lord. Morning by morning you shall provide it. You are also to provide with it, morning by morning, a grain offering, consisting of a sixth of an ephah with a third of a hen of oil to moisten the flour. The presenting of this grain offering to the Lord is a lasting ordinance. So the lamb and the grain offering and the oil shall be provided morning by morning for a regular burnt offering." This is what the sovereign Lord says. If the prince makes a gift from his inheritance to one of his sons, it will also belong to his descendants. It is to be their property by inheritance. If, however, he makes a gift from his inheritance to one of his servants, the servant may keep it until the year of freedom. Then it will revert to the prince. His inheritance belongs to his sons only. It is theirs. The prince must not take any of the inheritance of the people, driving them off their property. He is to give his sons their inheritance out of his own property, so that not one of my people will be separated from their property. Then the man brought me through the entrance at the side of the gate to the sacred rooms facing north, which belonged to the priests, and showed me a place at the western end. He said to me, "This is the place where the priests are to cook the guilt offering and the sin offering, and bake the grain offering, to avoid bringing them into the outer court and consecrating the people." He then brought me to the outer court and led me around to its four corners, and I saw in each corner another court. In the four corners of the outer court were enclosed courts, forty cubits long and thirty cubits wide. Each of the courts in the four corners was the same size. Around the inside of each of the four courts was a ledge of stone, with places for fire built all around All around under the ledge. He said to me, these are the kitchens where those who minister at the temple are to cook the sacrifices of the people." And this is the word of the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a lot of instructions, a lot of um, pictures of what's to be and what's to come. Um, so as we read this together what what strikes you guys
1: I think initially for me as you think about this restoration of all things and and even I mean think through the judges period you think through just the life of and history of Israel kind of that characterized by everyone did what was right in their own eyes um, you get this reminder that that in the restoration of the worship of Israel it's still going to be orderly you mm-hmm. know and according to what what God says. And, and so you get a lot of, again, and there's a a lot of offerings with details around how much, you know, how many, how much of the bull, how much of the olive oil, how much flour, and, Mm -hmm. and just reminding us that even to what gates they can come through and those sort of things that, that the, the restoration of worship will not just be, everyone will do whatever they want to do or worship the Lord, however they see fit, but there will be a continued orderly worship where, where God will be worshiped in his holiness and in his splendor. Um, but again, that access uh, to the Lord will 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 be renewed.
2: Now, we've all kind of been a part of those worship services or even sometimes even when we do communion where, you know, it's like, <laughs> so where do we go? Like, <laughs> Do I go left or right? And, the, and even the instruction here, it's like, hey, you come through the north gate, exit through, through the, the south, south gate. And so there is, yeah, it seems like a silly detail. You're like, that's so silly. Why does it need to be said? Well, God's restoring things and that creates an order and, and, and puts things how they're supposed to be. And you know, one thing the things is even grabbed me in, in verse 13, you know, you just see this, you know, every day, every single day, like, my goodness, get a year old lamb without defect for a burnt offering to the Lord morning by morning, you shall provide it. And so, you, I mean, my gosh, like what a, it's never ending and almost just burdensome with all these sacrifices over and over and over and over again. And then, you know, this the system being so familiar to the people, and then, you know, what, four hundred plus years of silence after you know soon to come and then then there's this one to come and his name's Jesus and he dies and everyone's like, Well, what's up with that? And and it's this sacrifice that ends all these sacrifices and mm-hmm. and now it's not morning by morning we have to sacrifice, but morning by morning we get his mercies, you know, for us. And so mm-hmm just love getting to see some of those little glimpses that even passages like this provide us that point us to Jesus and, and how he has given us something so much better.
0: Mm-hmm. And just how important it is. Um, our, I mentioned this before, just that we're, our worship is restored. We have, we have messed it up. We've made it about us. Um, we have turned inward and um, turned our worship inward. Um, and he is making order out of chaos just like he did it at creation. Um, God is a God who can make something from nothing. Also a God who can turn chaos into order. And that's what we see here in this in this chapter. Um, there's a lot of details. and of course, well, as Matt has mentioned, it's hard to translate some of that to our context today. That's why I think it's important for us to spend time. Um, And maybe not gloss over it as it's tempting to do, Um, but spend time in it and kind of, kind of wrestle with some of this and, and seek it out. Um, But good stuff. There's more good stuff to come tomorrow. Um, Let me, let me pray as we close out. Father, thank you. Um, Thank you for your word. We, we thank you. I feel like I say that um, so much, but it, but it's a good thing to say because your word is um, such a huge gift to us. Um, Help us to not take lightly your word and and how you've um, met us, met your people all throughout history. You have met us where we are in our own context. Um, So I pray that you would just continue speaking to us, Lord. Continue giving us a heart that, that wants to read your word and to be changed by it. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the way you've restored creation and the way you will ultimately restore creation. Um, And we we praise you for that. That's in Christ's name we pray, amen.